0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. It's Mark Joseph Bennett. And uh, I got to use the bathroom. Got to urinate. Full of whiz, I am. And you're like, Mark, why? Why did you even start the podcast? Go take a whiz. Do a little whizzical, Then you'll, 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 your bladder will be all empty. You'll be able to enjoy your podcast. I can't do that, guys, because I'm in the car. Recording this out of the XC60 recording studio down in the parking garage of my apartment building. Soon to be my ex-apartment building, I think. I don't know. Maybe I'll stay here forever. But guys, I think the podcast is going to go better because I need to urinate. Yeah. When I was a young lad, uh, I used to play street hockey with a kid named Robbie Bobatwee. What kind of name is that? huh? What a great name. Robbie Bobatwee. I think I'm saying it wrong. Anyway, one of the guys back home in Newfoundland from Petty Harbor, David Weir, oh, man, was he funny. Still funny. David Weir used to uh, he used to call him, because uh, he couldn't pronounce Bobatwee, because nobody could, so he used to call him Bartakamoose, which, if you know Perfect Strangers... Balky, Balky Bartakamoose, you're rolling over laughing right now. Now, uh, that comes with the caveat that you got to be 40 and up. (laughs) It just struck me. Most people listening to this are like, what? Bartakamoose, what are you? Perfect Strangers. You never see that in reruns. I don't know what it is. I don't know why some shows get rerun and other ones don't. I, I don't know how much of a classic you need. Is this recording? Yep. It's recording. But, like, you know, you see sometimes the old-timey channels still play, like, New Heart and shit like that. But, like, how come Perfect Strangers doesn't qualify? You know? Or, like, Mr. Belvedere. Hey, that could have been another nickname for Robbie Bobatwee. Be. Belvedere. Old Bartakamos. But uh, why, why not Mr. Belvedere? Why not Alf? Why not... Although I hear Alf is coming back, you know? So, and different strokes, right? Gary Coleman, eight is enough, all these shows. But maybe I. The, what I'm thinking is racism, you know, bigotry, misogyny, right? Because I'm figuring you go back and you watch that shit, probably a bunch of it is totally unacceptable these days. So, you know, maybe you know, Mister Belvedere, he's he's got like his own personal slave or something. You know, you can't you can't do that. You were allowed to do that in the eighties. I don't know, or maybe I think it might have something to do too with the way it was filmed. You know, like movies, you can watch movies from whenever because they were filmed on like thirty-five millimeter film, and so you can you know, change that to put it on TV. But I think because tv's recorded cheaply and like with videotape and shit like that that the aspect ratio you know and i don't know what i'm talking about by the way when i say all this stuff but i think i think this is true but like you know right now we, we watch tv 16 by 9 you know we watch uh we watch widescreen you know that's what Back in the day, TVs used to be squares. They used to be boxes, four by fours or or four by fives and shit like that. So they would tape television in that aspect ratio on videotape. So you can't expand it across your screen like you can do, you know, with a with a movie or something. So a lot, anytime something's old, you know, it's it's really hard to get that. I I think that's right. Anywho. All I'm saying is Mr. Belvedere's a racist. That's all. But back to Bartokomus. Robbie Bobatwee, he used to say that if you need to take a shit, you're going to play hockey much better. Like we were, we were in the dressing room. We were getting ready to go, go out on the ice. And, uh, and he says, I really got to take, take a shit. So I say to him, you know, being a rational human being, Hey, Robbie, man, why don't you go take a shit? And Robbie says, no, no, I play much better when I need to use the bathroom. I skate a lot faster, is what he said to me. And it, I just, at the time, you know, I'm 13 years old. You, your 13-year-old brain can contort any information someone tells you into something that makes sense to you. I was thinking, yeah, because, you know, you're holding it in. You've are you got all that pent-up energy. You know, you're squeezing your butt cheeks together. You know, you're probably just flying down the ice. You're trying to out-run, outrun the dump. Anyway, I tried it the very next game. Terrible idea. The whole time I'm just sitting on the bench going, oh, my God, I'm going to shit in my pants, shit in my cooperals. That's, that's no way to play hockey. Speaking of hockey, guys, my son, all right, my only son, he's two years old. It was his, it was his second birthday. I, I, I say speaking of hockey because I'm going to talk about the, uh, the prospect of him going to hockey. However, uh, I will talk about his second birthday party, which we had uh, last Sunday. I don't think I've done a podcast since then. If I have, I apologize because I'm going to talk about this goddamn birthday party. And I say goddamn, but it was enjoyable. You know, like, look, we make the best of our situation, all right? You guys have heard me bleat on on the podcast about how the real estate has gone insane. So even though we like city dwelling, yeah. Now that we feel like moving on to a bit of a bigger place, we can't do it, and that fucking that chaps our ass, man. It's just it makes you angry. So my wife, she's she's upstairs right now, doing research on where we can go in the city and uh, still have enough money for craft dinner, you know. And I I believe in her. She's got research skills coming out the asshole. All right. I've talked a lot, just been a lot of asshole talk, right, so far in this podcast. But uh, she's up there trying to do that. But we make the best of it as it stands. I'm recording a podcast in a parking garage in the apartment building because I don't have a studio. I don't have a second room or a basement, and I got a toddler asleep. So what do you do? You come down. To the nice, air-conditioned XC60 Studio. Comfortable fucking car. I miss the Prius, guys. I'm not going to lie. I miss it. But I do also love this car. The SUV, as it were. Sports utility vehicle. You know, because of all the sports and utility I do. So, any we got We got a two-year-old birthday party. But we have a small apartment. Well, what you do is you go to the park. Always hold the birthday parties at the park if you live in an apartment building. We we knew this. We went to New York, myself and my wife. We got married there. Shotgun wedding in Central Park. You're not allowed to do it technically, but uh, nobody stopped us. So we did it. And we went to City Hall and we got a fucking uh, certificate of, like, you guys owe each other half your stuff or whatever the it says. We didn't read it. You know, what are we lawyers? Yes, my wife is one, but she doesn't like to read. So, uh in New York, we saw these kids having a birthday party and they looked like they were having a great time. And that's when we said, "You see that? You can live in Manhattan, you know? In a in these these people probably live in a 600 square foot apartment. You know, cuz they live in Manhattan for Christ's sake. Where are they going to go? Unless they're billionaires, and even then, they've just rent. Then they have an 800 square foot apartment if you're a billionaire in Manhattan. But they take the kids out to the park. So we said, one day, guy, guys, one day, we call each other guys. Listen, guy, one day if we have kids, we're going to take them to the goddamn park. We don't need to move to the suburbs just to have a birthday party. We can just go to the park. And it was lovely fucking lovely. And what's more, most of the people who attended the festivities were people from our apartment building that we've met because they have kids the same age as Sam. We all had a great time. Oh man, the loot bags we gave out. Jesus Christ, the loot bags. So, we did a construction theme because the boys obsessed with construction. And we had cupcakes with little construction things on them. My wife did a She she went insane. All right. She she does this. She always goes way too far. So once she started the idea, I I was like, Yeah, let's just go to the park. No big deal. And that was the phrase I just kept saying No big deal. We just, I'm just trying to remember how many tangents I've gone on so that I can circle back around to what I was talking about. Talking about the park and then the kids and the making the best of it and the hockey. I got gotcha. you. We're we're in. We're on it. Okay. So my wife went insane. So once she started planning, she just, it, it got out of control. She started talking about, like, what are we going to, it was she, she said she made the mistake of sending out the invite, the Facebook invite, that it was a brunch at the park. So then then she lost her mind. She's phoning companies. So at one point, She calls me frantically saying, they need an answer by 3 o'clock. And it was like 1. And I I was like, who? Who needs an answer? The CIA? What's happening? She said, they need an answer by 3 o'clock. The sandwich company. I'm like, okay, what what does the sandwich company need an answer about? She said, they can give us uh, tuna salad and egg salad sandwiches cut up in like little triangles and delivered to the park. I was like, okay, um... For how much? She's like, $250. I said, no. No, we're not. We're not getting $250 worth of sandwiches to the park. It's a two-year-old's birthday party. You put out a couple of cupcakes and a bag of chips, and you call it a day. And we said, well, I said it's brunch. Brunch on the invite. I'm like, well, all right. Then we get some bagels from Sobeys, Right? We have a grocery store across the street. And she said, I never thought of that. Never thought of getting the bagels at Sobeys. And so we call Sobeys, and uh, it's like $40 for 20 bagels or something and some spreads. And then she does a few more calls, and she gets a fancy bagel place here in Toronto. And it's like $18 for 20 bagels. I was like, yeah. So I went and I picked that shit up. And then we put it out, and we bought some some cream cheese, some onion and chive, because, you know, a little variety. Some regular, and people fucking loved it. They loved it, and they had coffee. We had Starbucks coffee. Oh, guys, the Starbucks coffee. Let me get to that in a second. But the point is, it ended up going from um, probably what my wife was going to spend a thousand dollars on this birthday party to, I would say, quite definitely less than a hundred, less than a hundred bucks. Right now, the loot bags. These things. They cost probably the most. We looked it up. You're supposed to spend between like five and ten dollars on a loop bag. That seems like a lot to me, because I've been places. I get, I got we get loop bags for Sam, and not between five and ten dollars to tell you that much. But the loop bag we did, oh man, look out, fantastic! Uh, my wife got little uh, Play-Dohs, like little travel-sized Play-Doh. Each kid got two of those. And then there was a, a construction dinky, like a little little toy truck uh, to go with the theme. And then uh, my wife was going to get a sheet of stickers. And each of these sheets of stickers was basically $3. But I found out, so but a, a co-worker of Sarah suggested you get one of those little beanie babies. You know, one of the little tiny ones. And she said, you know, sometimes they're on sale and you can get those for a few bucks. And turns out, the medium-sized Beanie Babies, uh, the ones that are fish, the clownfish-looking ones, which were goddamn adorable, they were on sale for three bucks. So we got like nine of those. And we stuck them in the bag. This big-ass plush toy for three bucks. So you got a construction, you got two Play-Dohs, and you got a big-ass fish that was God damn adorable. And really, it didn't cost us about, it cost about six bucks a bag. That's another thing. My, my, my wife wanted to get uh, uh, paper bags that cost $3 a bag. I said, we are not getting $3 a bag. She said, but brown. we need brown paper bags. I'm like, yeah, that's the cheapest thing you can get. She said, no, they're, they're $3 a bag. I said, I don't know what craft store you're looking up. But have you ever heard the term, I'm brown bagging it for lunch? That's people who want to live on the cheap. Instead of eating out, they bring their lunch in a brown paper bag. Now, those people aren't spending $3 on the bag to bring it to work. You know? And sure enough, I went to Sobeys, crossed the street, and uh, there were 50 bags For $2.49. My wife was blown away. So you talk about a great loot bag. The kids flipped out. A couple of kids and their parents didn't, you know, say thanks for the, you know, the awesome loot bag. And that shocked me. I figured every single person was going to be like, guys, guys, you went above and beyond. Your loot bag for my kid, was better than the present. We got your kid. That's what I thought people were going to say. And a few people did go. Like one of the, there was this little kid, Alex. He was three years old. And he opened his loot bag on site. And uh, he ran up to us and he said, I love these so much. Thank you. Thank you. And then ran away. And I said, that's the reaction we were looking for, Alex. Boom. Up top, buddy.
1: We know how to do a loot
0: bag. And speaking of that, so my wife's doing all these loot bags, and I'm like, so you gotta do one for Sam, our child. And she's like, hey, he doesn't need a loot bag. He's got all his odd presents and stuff, and these are for the kids. I'm like, these kids are gonna open these loot bags in front of Sam, and he's gonna flip out because these are great loot bags, and he's gonna want what's in them. You hear me? And then she says... They're not going to open the loot bags at the birthday party. That's poor etiquette. And I said, yes, these two-year-olds, they know all about the etiquette, man. They are gonna, they're they're going to politely keep the bag folded, wait till they get home at an appropriate time, open up the bag. Then they're going to send you a thank you card, handwritten. So are the two-year-olds, they're going to rip open the bag, and our kid's going to flip out. So she said, okay, let's give him a loot bag. We give out the loot bags towards the end, because we're not stupid. You don't do that early. Everyone's had a cupcake. Icing by yours truly. Didn't make it. I just stuck Betty Crocker icing into a tube with one of those little spouts, and I just I spun it around. One of the ladies there, she said, "I thought you guys had purchased these cupcakes because they look professional." And I said, "Look closer, lady. They're, it's a sloppy-ass icing job." But those little nozzles, man, they really—they uh, really help you out. Instead of just like slathering chocolate icing with a butter knife on top of a, you know, a little cupcake, you get that—that that little swirl. Man, it makes you—it makes you feel like you did something right. I just had to pause the damn recorder because my door was open. Let me tell you something. My one gripe about this Volvo is that it's hard to close the doors. You know, most doors, the momentum, like you give a little push, the the momentum closes the door fully. But you got to really close the door hard. Now, maybe that helps the cabin be quieter, you know, for your nice, smooth drive and maybe it's a sacrifice you need to make. All I'm saying is if you go get yourself one of these new Volvos everybody and I recommend you do cuz they're super lovely. Although don't go to our fucking dealership in here in downtown Toronto. Oh guys, if you want to hear that story, listen to about 30 of my podcasts that I ran rambled on about it. One of my friends back home in Newfoundland, Jill, she listens to the podcast. She was saying at one point is actually her husband was saying the story. Uh Dave, he was saying that At one point, I hear Jill in the other room listening to your podcast screaming, Just make a fucking decision. Buy the fucking car. Because a lot of the podcasts were debating on (laughs) whether or not I should buy this Volvo. And I did. And I don't regret it. All right, back to the podcast at hand. Just remember to close the doors hard. It's just all the lights were on inside, so people were walking past going, hey, we're watching this guy do the podcast. Oh, and now there's more people coming. I don't give a fuck. I'll be out of this place soon enough.
1: Any hoozles.
0: let's, uh, where was I? Talking about right the loot bags. So, sure enough, the kids, they have some cupcakes. It's time to pack it in. It's time to go. Time has flown by. And uh, the kids, they open up the loot bags because they're two. Sam starts flipping up. And I'm like, I I got that super dad. What did I tell you? So I say to my wife, I say, Sarah, get him his loot bag. Pompous even about it. And she says, well, it was in that box right there. Where's the box? And I, trying to be a diligent person, party guy, party host, now that we were leaving, I had packed up that shit and I had put it back in the car. And the car was not parked very close. So now he's flipping out and all the measures I took to prevent this thing from happening was happening regardless. So what happened was he stole uh, a girl's truck. One of the trucks uh, that Kira, the little girl's name was, she opened it. She liked the fish, as I predicted she would. She didn't care much for the construction truck because she's a girl, you know, and they don't seem to love those things. I'm sure there's exceptions. Guys, don't me to me about this. All right. But it's just that the girls seem to gravitate towards things that aren't construction trucks, whereas the boys are obsessed with them. So when Sam took the truck from her, she didn't complain, didn't care. So we just said we'll give that to you later, you know. And it, you know, it put a, it put a slight, a slight black eye, on the ol the overall because it had gone so well, you know. And and I was ready for it. Oh, that was the part that was fucking killing me. He's like, I was ready for this eventuality. I knew it would happen, and I was prepared. And then at the last second, I fucked it up. And speaking of fucking shit up, I'm gonna call Starbucks out on this. So, I go to get one of those. I don't know what you'd call them. What are they? The travelers? It's a. It's, it's a. They give you a box of coffee, you know. So if you're having a party. It gives give you 96 ounces of coffee and a little paper thing where it has a little spout. And I was like 18 bucks. Not that bad, really. So I order it on my phone because that's what, you know, it's what I'm supposed to do with the technology in Starbucks. Like your order will be ready when you come pick it up. So I order it on the phone at the park. I walk to Starbucks. And I give it a few minutes because it says it's going to be ready in 15 to 20 minutes, which seems like a lot to me. You're just pouring coffee into a fucking box. Anyway, I give it some time. About 10 minutes go by, and I go, you know what? I'm going to go now because I bet it's going to be ready earlier than 15 to 20 minutes. So I'm walking across the intersection, and I see this dude. They're called tumblers. Tumblers. Starbucks tumbler, right? Yeah. So I see this dude walking across the intersection, going the opposite way. He had just... He had just left Starbucks. And he has a Tumblr with him. And I'm like, look at that. I've never seen anyone else order this thing. What are the chances this guy ordered a Tumblr right when I ordered one? Ha! It must be Tumblr Sunday. No, sir. It was not. Tumblr Sunday. I hate to tell you, I go in. And I ask one of these the fucking baristas. I'm like, the app says you're supposed to go up to the counter and say, I have a pickup for Mark. So I go to the counter and I say, I have a pickup for Mark. And then I see the guy's face drop. And he's like, oh. And I was like, oh, what? He said, yeah, I just gave your tumbler to some guy. I said, you gave to that fucking guy walking across the street. And I said, What what happened? And I said he said I said, pick up for Mark, and he came up to the counter and he was like, uh, and then he just he took it and he walked off. I was like, Really? I said, so some guy just walked up and then then he starts backtracking a little bit, the Starbucks guy. He's like, he said, yeah, but he called ahead. And so when he called ahead and he said he wanted the travel tumbler, I was like, Okay. And then when I saw your order come up on the on the computer, I'm like, oh, that must be it. And then so he when I said uh pick up for Mark. His name must have been Mark. I said, that's a lot of fucking coincidences, kid. That is a lot of them. And I said, and also, my friend, if he called ahead and ordered one, and mine was ordered on the app on the computer, should you not have two tumblers ready? Let's say you gave him mine. Give me his. Do you not have two ready? No, you don't. You're making it up. You're making it up. You're trying to make yourself feel better because clearly a man walked to the counter and said, hey, I'll take that load of coffee. That sounds great. I'll have I'll have enough coffee for the whole day. 96 ounces worth of coffee. Thanks so much, kid, who doesn't even bother to check. And and thing is, so I'm in line. Everybody knows the story because everyone's like, what? Someone walked off with your coffee? Holy shit. And I'm talking to anyone who will listen because the kid says, oh, you're going to have to wait until I get another one done. It'll be another 10 minutes, 10, 15 I'm like, yeah, that's all right. There's just a bunch of fucking toddlers running crazy at a park over there. And their parents are dying for some coffee. My wife has to wrangle a bunch of kids together while she's trying to serve cupcakes. But no, no, you go right ahead. Make that coffee. And then he says, you know, it's just this crazy, though. Like, it's this this has never happened to me before. You know, I've never had it like someone just take the order that was not. Not theirs, it's just, I was like, hey man, that's that's crazy that it never happened to you. But see, this is the first time you and I have had a business interaction, you see? So for me, 100% of the time that I have placed an order with you, you gave it away. So I think you're terrible. Now, just because your history, your track record, this is one order out of thousands you got to remember, I don't give a flying shit about that. I'm not you. I'm me. See, and I'm a guy who placed an order. With and I got, I got it. This party's only an hour and a half. You've already killed a half an hour of it for me. Yeah, piece of shit. And did he give me a fucking anything? A scone? A donut? A, a you know, a, a little wave? Nothing. No, no, like half price. No, here's a coupon. Nor... I should have kicked up a stink because people who kick up stinks always get shit. And you just kept saying, sorry, this has never happened. To which I said, I suppose mistakes do happen. You know? I didn't say it's okay because it wasn't okay. Anyway, I used the opportunity to go over to the dollar store and get another giant number two. You see, my wife uh, got balloons for for the child. Two helium balloons. One that said happy birthday, which makes sense. And another one said the number two. Now, that sort of makes sense, too, until you see the size of this number two. It was as big as me. So it literally was a four-foot number two. So when I picked these things up, It was ludicrous. But we have him. So at least we'll we'll tie him to the picnic table. And it'll be a fun little story about how we got a giant number two. Except when we got there, the number two came loose. And flew directly into the sky. Never to be seen again. Except maybe blocking some pilot's view 30,000 feet up. And although I found the number two far too ridiculous... The fact that we lost it was bothering the shit out of me. So since I got to wait for this goddamn coffee at Starbucks because of some idiot barista. Now, granted, they like when I'm talking to them, like you never you don't check, you don't whatever said. No, we just never. And then people in the line were saying the same thing. They were like, yeah, we're always surprised that, you know, people don't just walk off with other people's coffees. But and it never happens. And I was like, well, it happened. I think, here's the thing, I think people, what they do is, criminals, I should say, let's not call them people, scum of the earth, criminals, they're in the Starbucks, they see a big order come up, and since they know it's a mobile order, they look around to see, when someone says, pick up for Merck, they do a quick survey, they see nothing but ladies, there's no Marks here, um, I'm a man, I'm going to be Merck today. And you just grab it and go. But normally, you don't have that opportunity because the people are for the pickups. They, they're sitting right there, you know? And also, why'd he fucking announce pickup for Merck? The app clearly said, I go to the counter and I say I have a pickup for Merck. You don't just scream out, Pick up for Mark. That's it. That's got to be it. Those have got to be the rules. See, when you order a coffee live and in person, the barista, the guy making the coffee, he can shout, pick up for Jim because Jim just ordered it. Jim is in the house. But when you order something online and it comes up on their old computer there, make it, put it to the side. And then when someone comes in and says, pick up for Mark, you go, I got your tumbler right here, buddy. I didn't just arbitrarily give it away by announcing pick up for Mark when there was no Mark in the. Anyway. That's it. He's saying this has never happened to me before. That's a surprise. Now that I figured it out, Sherlock Holmes style. Because if you're just announcing upon the ready, like I said, I app told me 15 to 20 minutes it was ready. I knew it would be earlier, so it was ready within, like, five minutes. And then he just starts screaming out, Who wants some free fucking coffee? Piece of shit. Anyway, because this piece of shit had given away my coffee, I had 15 minutes. And the dollar store is right next to the Starbucks. So I went over. I'm like, Give me another giant number two. Pronto. Pronto. And this Asian kid said, you got it, buddy. And he filled up a number two. And I brought it over to Starbucks. Just to let the guy know. Hey, this balloon and this coffee that you gave away is supposed to be at a child's birthday party. Did he care? Did he give me a scone? No. No. And I go back to the park I've got a giant number two and the coffee and a hell of a story about a thief and a shitty barista. So then uh, I see that the happy birthday balloon has now disappeared and is interfering with flights somewhere over Toronto. And I'm like, well, at least we got the giant number two back. Tie it to the picnic table. Six seconds later, it was lost, gone, straight up into the atmosphere. We are plugging ozone hole layers with helium balloons from Sam's birthday party. Man, oh my! And then there was a birthday party across the the park, and it was for a five year old because they had a big number five, and they had their balloons all over the place. And they had them tied down well, and now we have no balloons. So we look like some ghetto birthday party. Oh, Christ almighty, right? Anyway, it was a good birthday. (laughs) Some some lady in line was laughing with me, not at me, because I was telling her the story about, because she was like, look, what's the deal with the big number two? I tell her, we just lost a big number two. This guy just gave away my coffee. She was like, wow, this birthday party is starting terribly. I'm like, it really is. But it went, it went great. Cause you make do with what you have. We're in a little apartment, so you go off to the park. Anyway, about the hockey, I'll just finish this up quickly. Just the thing that it's—I don't know why it's the hockey, and I don't even know if Sam's going to want to play hockey. It's just the idea of being in Toronto, being in an apartment building, you know, and trying to get all that hockey equipment, you know, in your apartment, and you gotta you gotta lay out hockey equipment to dry it out or it gets moldy and stinky as shit and uh so you gotta after every hockey game you gotta lay out each piece of equipment on a towel so that it dries properly how you doing that in an 800 square foot apartment we already have no room and then you gotta pilot in the car and then navigate toronto traffic and then go to some hockey arena that probably doesn't have enough parking because nowhere in toronto has enough fucking parking that's one of the things that makes me want to move to the suburbs. Just that. And, and dropping the kid off at school. You know, I want those. I want the activities for the children. Me, it's a bit different. You know, we going out to a stand-up show, you don't mind the hustle-bustle. You don't mind the, the sittiness of that. But I don't want the sittiness when it comes to simple tasks for the child. You know, hey, bring them to school. Pick them up from school. Bring them to hockey. Bring him to chess club, to dance club, to, to fucking baseball club. Whatever he likes, you know? Bringing him to, to synchronized swimming lessons, whatever the fucking kid likes. It's just, I know what it's like in Ottawa, which is where we... At the, when I say suburbs, I mean Ottawa. I know what it's like, because I, I dropped my brother's kids off at their hockey games sometimes drop them off at school i pick them up at school sometimes and it's just fucking easy man pulling into big parking spaces but also comedy will really suffer for me in many ways you know you because you're not in the big city anymore you know there's not as much opportunity yeah guys it's it's all a balance it takes a village So anyway, now what was I going to end this on? Right. Stand up. They, uh, went down to the show on, on Friday. I went down to the comedy bar and, uh, they have this like after hours, late night show, which I like because, you know, 11 starts at 1130 on, on Friday and Saturday. If you're in the Toronto area, go check it out. It's great for me because I know that there's always a place I can go do a set late at night on Friday or Saturday, you know, and, um, the other day, well, on Friday. It's just, this is one of my problems with comedy right now, is that uh, it's, the world in general is is losing their mind, right? You got, uh, oh, did I not tell you this? I didn't tell you this. I'll quickly tell you this. Uh, Here's what I'm saying. You got your your right-wingers, these, you got a pile of nut jobs who think that the earth is flat and that Climate control doesn't exist or no uh, global warming doesn't exist. (laughs) They don't think they don't think cars have climate control. I was looking at my climate control when I said that. Um, And then but then you have your your lefties, man, and they are just as crazy, if not more crazy. They're freaking out about everything. Like uh did did I mention this on the last podcast if I did I apologize. But we have a sandbox in the park next to our place. And there's there's always these little trucks and castles and shit like that and people leave um these toys for kids. And it's nice. They off they they I I often hear people say you can tell how good a neighborhood is by the types of toys that are left in the sandbox. And I always felt good about our neighborhood because People left these toys so that everybody could use them. You know, just volunteer, voluntarily dropping off toys. And they always stayed there. No one stole them. No one took them. It was great. Now, this year, they all started disappearing. And so we're thinking, what? We got some riffraff moving in? You know, selling kids' toys in the black market? What's going on? And uh, on my wife's Facebook group, other people are asking this question. And then someone has the answer. They're like, no, they're not being stolen. The city workers are taking them away because they're people are complaining that the toys aren't regulated. Some of them have sharp edges. And uh, some of them are are broken. So we just take them all away now. And I'm like, You see that, you fucking left liberal pieces of shit Just oh everything is everything's so dangerous. It's it's so dangerous. My son is named Odyssey. Literally, I met a woman today. Her son was named Odyssey. Honest to God. So, here's the thing, guys. We're in a fucking park, all right? Are you going to take away the, the, the rocks and the sticks and the trees It's a park. You're supposed to be next to your toddler. You supervise them. If, if a toy has a sharp edge or a broken piece, then you, you don't let them play with it. Christ almighty. You know, what do you think? These kids are wandering into the park by themselves? And that's what I mean. There's no middle ground. Everybody's a nutcase. Right on the extremes of everything. All these fucking hippy-dippy losers and all these conservative pieces of shit no one's in the middle. And this whole generation, the whole this whole social media fucking generation, it's turning everybody into such a self-centered, self-righteous piece of shit that I can't take it anymore. So I'm at the comedy show, and this kid, like, so there's this drunk lady. There's always drunk ladies. It's tw- It's midnight on Friday. Of course somebody in the audience is going to be a drunk lady. And she's love. She's enjoying herself, but when the comics take pauses, she blurts something out. She's annoying. I will grant you. So I see this kid beforehand is about to get up on stage. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna fucking ruin her life. I'm gonna fucking ruin her life." And I'm like, "Yeah, oh, this guy." Sure enough, he gets up, starts talking. He asks a question to the audience. He says, "Anyone like serial? Anyone interested in serial killers?" And then he waits because I know what he's waiting for. Waiting for her to chirp up, and of course, she does because she's having a great time. Oh, I love serial killers. She starts talking about a podcast she listens to about serial killers, probably way more interesting than my podcast. Don't go listen to it, all right? Listen to mine. So, of course, then he just loses his mind on her, starts talking about how. Uh, Where stand up is not respected as an art, and you, it's, it's, this isn't a, this is just theater disguised as a dialogue. It's not actual. All these trite tropes he's throwing out there about what stand up is, as if the guy's fucking, what, he'd been paid about 20 bucks to do stand up anyway. So he just lays into her over and over again. So then she stops talking, you know? And then he starts. Doing another bit. And then he goes back to her and asks her a few more questions. And then, of course, she answers them. And then he starts screaming at her for her to shut up again. How come you're still there? You need to be kicked out. And then a security guy comes in. Because people are, you know, comics are going out saying, oh, yeah, there's this lady. She's totally out of control. So the guy comes in and goes, okay, that's it. You're out. You got to go. And she's like, what? And then she's outside going, I was fucking joking. Well, he's, he's talking to me. What am I? What?" And I grant you, she was annoying. Absolutely. But this is stand-up comedy at midnight, all right? Deal with it. It's not that bad. The show was going well. There was 12 people in the room. She and her boyfriend were two of them. They were nice enough to come to this fucking show. Then they're having a great time. Learn how to deal with it a little bit. But no, no. This guy is, the show's about me. It's about me. It's not about you. The comedians right now. They think they're entitled to be comedians simply because they drag their stupid asses on stage. They're fucking self-centered, self-righteous asses on stage. So they think that it's all about them, me and my show and your entertainment. Jesus Christ, you're a court jester, you're entertainment. If you don't think you're entertainment, don't do it. All right? You're not If you want to be Martin Luther King, you want to change some lives, go out and do that. But you're telling poo jokes, my friend. You're doing it to get laughs. You're doing it to get paid to get those laughs. You want to be part of this industry. You got a hole in your soul and you're trying to fill it with people's approval. So to get up there like she's the problem. Sure, she wasn't perfect. But you, you address her a little bit. You tell her to shut up. If she doesn't and it gets out of hand, sure, let her get kicked out. But he was the orchestrator of that whole fucking thing. And I told it to one of the veteran comedians who was there. I said, I'm not going to say anything to these goddamn kids. I probably should. But I don't because, you know, they already don't like me. <laughs> I was actually uh, the uh, veteran comedian I... Told the story to his name is Todd Graham I don't know why I'm not saying his name he didn't do anything wrong uh, I was saying to Todd Graham very funny guy that uh I got a new camera I'm thinking about highlighting some stand-up comics on like a YouTube channel you know do you mind if I tape you it was like oh absolutely that'd be great so I tape him and that kid who went off on stage on the drunk lady he I guess he thinks he's the police of the world he came up to me and was like hey man are you just are you taping all the comics like and I said no I'm just taping my friend and he was like, oh, okay, oh, yeah, I'll just check it. Did, now, you see what I did there? Kept my ego in check. I didn't say to him, I'm a comedian. And, in fact, I'm, a, I'm an actual comedian. I'm a headliner. I get paid. I do corporates. I do you know? I do stuff. I don't stand up at midnight and scream at some lady because I think I'm entitled to be a comedian. I, I work. And if I have a lady like that on the show, and that's what I was saying to Todd. I say you got people I don't you know maybe I'm old school but I can't I come from a time where we wanted the show to go well we we didn't feel like everyone owed us something we were we were trying to do a good job that was our whole goal and if you had a drunk lady like that what you try to do is keep the show under control you know and if you're a good comedian you can do that keep the show under control and have everyone have a good time without having this big fucking awkward scene where someone gets kicked out. Honest to God. That's, I tell you what, if I was a bigger asshole who cared even, who cared less about what people think of him, that's what I should have said. I should have said to that kid, if you were a more capable comedian, you would have handled that situation. You wouldn't have cried and moaned to the security guard to kick her out. You would have handled it. He thinks he handled it because he thinks he tore her down. No, you just screamed a lot and you egged on a drunk lady and then got her kicked out unceremoniously. That is not what a good comic does. That's just my opinion. Anyway, all the kids today, folks. So thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, that's it. We did we did about 45, 46 minutes. I'll check in with you again soon. And, uh, you know, send me a message on the old go to themarkbennett.com. Send me a message if you uh, if you want to find out about any shows I'm doing in, in your area. And I'll talk to you again soon. I said shut up and good night.